If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very unscheduled episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. I am, of course, Sal, and I'm joined today by Joel. Yes, Joel. Hey, Hey. Uh, we're doing this because, uh, honestly, Tomorrow is Tiffany's last summer Friday. And oh. so rather than fill up my Friday with obligations, I'd rather I'd rather just be like, all right, send my wife off to work <laughs> with a last hurrah. And then uh, and then we'll get back to business. Um, I'm also taken off from uh, from uh, absolutely Marvel in D.C. So and I'm like, I don't I, I don't have time. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got to go. But uh, yeah, so um, it's it's an impromptu show. It's little. It's it's very uh, late at night for us here on the East Coast. But we should mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can answer a question or you can ask a question or comment here, and we'll read it here on the program. Um, program like I'm 58 years old, uh, <laughs> but we'll still do it. Up next on the program, on the program, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're asking a very interesting question, I think, and that's. Uh, the Marvel versus DC movie, is it a thing? Could it ever happen? And it's funny because we're in this place right now where uh, Marvel and DC comics are both owned by parent corporations. Mm-hmm. Maybe DC a little less uh, likely that that'll happen in the future. <laughs> more more of an absent parent company, as we like to call it. Hey, I like that. Yeah, an absent parent company. Um, Big yeah, parent company. <laughs> right? Big time. Uh, but yeah, they're both uh, run by their own parent corporations. Of course, DC has been notoriously run by Warner Brothers, or at least owned by Warner Brothers for the latter part of like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel only recently, since 2014, I believe, was when the acquisition took place by Disney. But uh, either way, uh, not since I think 2007 was when the last Marvel versus DC comic book came out. Mm. Uh, whenever Avengers JLA came out. I think it was 2007 yeah. or two. But uh, in any event, that was the last time we saw a Marvel versus or a Marvel DC crossover. And of course, uh, if you ask the audience, they will be very quick to tell you how impossible it can be to get another mm. Marvel DC crossover in the future because of the parent corporations, despite the fact that 50% of those were already owned by a parent corporation. <laughs> Yeah, and despite, as we have mentioned on the show before, goddamn Chippendale Rescue Rangers apparently got to get away with murder and cross over whatever they wanted. And that was very much like a, a, a sign. It was it was a thing that it was part of our like personal theories regarding the Marvel DC crossovers or the, the, the inevitability thereof, which is all it really takes is just the right interested parties to make those happen. Incidentally, uh, in the comic book world, uh, that is actually not as likely as it is in apparently the cinematic world. Shockingly uh, so. The I, I know uh, a few comic book people, people who work in the industry, people who are movers and shakers in that industry who would very much like to see a Marvel DC crossover again in the future, who have indicated as such to their respective editors and publishers. And those editors and publishers saying like wincing at the idea and then saying like, yeah, I don't know, Marvel being the most uh, notorious of holdouts. I want to say some reason they're the ones who say like, we're not doing crossovers. Like I remember uh, somebody mentioned it's I, I'm probably uh, actually sharing more than I should. So I'll use vagaries, mm. uh, but I talked to a person at a particular convention who mentioned that they talked to Marvel about the idea of doing a crossover with one property and their property. Mm. And Marvel said under no circumstances, hmm. they're not in the crossover game. 
Like, interesting. They simply don't do them anymore. That's you know? interesting. And I think the, the the proof is in Infinity Warps. You know, seeing yeah. the like seeing amalgam, and they're like, but can we do it with our own characters? Can we like, just amalgam ourselves? Right. Like that'd be like Hershey's going like, I mean, I understand that you like s'mores, but like, can we make s'mores just using chocolate bars? <laughs> or only more marshmallows? Right. Or, yeah. Like whoever, whatever marshmallow corporation there is out there do you need do you need the chocolate do you need the graham crackers to make this thing a, a reality yeah well, kind you of because without it it's nothing right without it it's just weird <laughs> and that's what infinity warps ended up being weird and forgettable sure uh, was hard to believe but the reason why this is even a conversation because i know that marvel dc crossovers uh not only it's interesting because we're they sell Intercompany mm-hmm. crossovers sell. I just did some research for a back issues that we just shot in which there was an intercompany crossover in 1994 and it was the number one selling book of the year. I mean, yeah, how couldn't it be? You would figure even people who haven't read comics in years would want to go to their local brick and mortar to be like, oh, they're crossing over again, you say? Yeah, any and that, that's the case with many different intercompany crossovers, but more specifically with Marvel and DC. But for some reason, despite the fact that they do sell and they do make money, uh, on YouTube, no one wants to hear about it. Nobody's very interested in talking about it. And if you do Weird. end up sparking a conversation, that conversation is quickly shouted down by a vocal minority who usually just says, like, it's impossible. Get to it. Not worth talking about. Like, I remember comic book stores choked with young fans saying things like, do you think that Quicksilver can outrun the Flash? always do you think that superman could beat the Hulk? like these are just genuine fanboy questions and have always been and always will be have always been but now we're in this like weird anti-fan phase where it's like don't even think about it don't even talk about it oh whoa i didn't want to enter into a thought exercise right now excuse me excuse (laughs) me which is weird because we also live in a day and age where shows like death battle are the biggest most popular thing on the internet exactly exactly so, uh, but the reason we're even having this conversation, despite the fact that this is kryptonite to our own show, <laughs> is that's why word. we're doing it late at night. It's after dark, no yeah. rules at night. That's right. Comic pop nights <laughs> is, uh, is, is, is a thing, but we're not doing that today. But listen to me. There is a line from one of the most profitable movie actors working today, Dwayne yes. The Rock Johnson. Who, the most electrifying man in entertainment. <laughs> who said, quote, I am optimistic. Just my nature is optimistic. And especially when it comes to creativity, especially when it comes to movies, and especially when it comes to the pantheon of DC heroes and villains across the street, we have the pantheon of superheroes and villains of Marvel. And to me, they cannot only exist, but they should, in my mind, cross paths one day. <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense given this man's, you know, background as a wrestler and a sports entertainer. He knows all about the dream match. That's the big money. The dream match. You got to sell it on pay-per-view, sell a premium, and it puts butts in seats, brother, brother. Characters crossing over is not a relatively new concept in either comics or wrestling or movies. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, so The Rock suggests this idea, and I can imagine that there are probably conversations that took place beforehand. I'm sure there were conversations with within uh, Disney slash Paramount slash Warner Brothers, because most of these gurus, most of these producers, these executives have no idea what they own or how this works. No, of course so, not. You, know, you, you imagine talking to your parents where they're like, oh, <laughs> you're reading a Spider-Man comic. Is Batman in that one? Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, and just like, no 
different like, universe. Not, not even a little bit, different universe. And uh, once you say different universe, you know that anyone who actually makes a living in the entertainment industry, just their eyes gloss over. They're like, oh, oh, of oh you're talking about that that Dungeons and Dragons crap. That this nerd is, this is why I pay someone for this to keep all this straight for me. Exactly. No, I, I, I and uh, it's funny. I was actually reminded recently of the uh, the Wild West of the uh, of of early superhero mo motion picture uh, business. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just talking about like the Blade era. Yeah. When there's a there's an alternate ending to the first Blade movie. Yep. In which Blade faces Morbius. Mm hmm. Because why not? Because why not? Why not? Because you don't own Morbius. That's <laughs> why not. That's a big reason why. Right? Like there there are some We assumed would... we did. <laughs> right. Oh, we can't just put Morbius because the... we did. And it's on the DVD. Mm -hmm. You know, like we shot that. That's in there. It's not like it's a it's a scene they shot and then deleted. There's a there's a blooper in the X-Men 2000 movie in which the the X-Men run into scene and then spider-man runs into the scene <laughs> and goes oh excuse me i am in the wrong movie head to toe comic book accurate spider-man costume and and it's on the dvd just fox going like ah we're just having some fun uh, can you imagine today if that happened now, the shit if like, storm if, if like while they were shooting Endgame. Somebody in a Batman costume just ran <laughs> on. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong universe. Like how how much fun that would have been, how hilarious that would have been. And also like the how how litigious it might have been. Or maybe not. Who knows? Like, I don't know. But you're looking at like uh, there, there are some who say that uh, they wanted Thomas Jane Punisher in the Spider-Man 2 movie, but they couldn't yeah. get him because he was busy. So they put his stunt double in the sequence where Mary Jane is in the, at the in front of the fountain running. Mm. I, I watched it. I'm convinced. I'm thinking that might be Tom Jane's stunt double being Punisher there. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, they're just throwing characters in there. And we live in a world where one of the biggest superhero characters associated with one of the largest multi-movie franchises, which is to say Spider-Man mm -hmm. and the MCU, uh, are not only collaborating, but feeding off each other. Oh, yeah. And they're in two rival competitive studios. We're already seeing the equivalent of Marvel and DC crossovers. Every time Spider-Man is mentioned, referenced, or appears in a Marvel movie. <laughs> what we're saying is there's enough Spider-Man to go around to feed everyone at this table. <laughs> well, certainly there is. I, I mean, like, I believe there is. And I think that, like, in this case, this is one of those situations where, like The Rock says, not only is it possible, but it is probable that it, that it, it in his mind, should happen. And I'm saying there's a precedent right now already for that to happen in that if you if you hear the naysayers, they're just like, it's impossible. It's impossible to see a comic book where in the entire industry, they make a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. All of them together combined make one billion dollars a year. That's that's chump change in the entertainment biz. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. give me a break. but for some reason, the publishers who forget they're actually book publishers <laughs> can't agree to print a crossover they made 10 years ago you mean to tell me that they can't come together to do that but i can watch sony and disney not Work only produce but like execute multi-movie franchises together that shouldn't work and yet do that, that, yeah that shouldn't and 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 they hate each other yeah 
<laughs> like, they took they took their ball and went home one time. They're lucky that Tom Holland was just such a nice, sweet young man and got them to work together again. Just a sweet, just a sweet boy. Just and a lovely, sweet bean, that Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Now I love the fact that Tom Holland beat Asa Butterfield to the job. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, and, Butterfield and you, ain't doing shit. <laughs> no, apparently more, too. Like uh, that kid in Ms. Marvel. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bruno had, kid. Yeah, Bruno edition for Spider-Man. I kind of see it, either. but yeah, he wouldn't have done it. Tiffany literally, we're watching Ms. Marvel. She's like, that kid reminds me of Spider-Man. And then it turns out that kid was very much in the running for Spider-Man and was like, you know, like, how about you play a dude who gets cucked by Ms. Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> now, now they get together they eventually get together. in the book. No, they get together, but only in the comics. Who knows what's going to happen with uh, with Bruno and Kamala now? True I think enough. we all think they're supposed to get together. But yeah. like, yeah. But, he's, but Bruno he's don't do that. No, I guess he doesn't. <laughs> He's got, he's got to break his leg and they got to break up. And he's got to go to Wakanda for a little bit and hang out with one of Black Panther's nephews for an arc. I feel like if Bruno, if, if, if Bruno gets into Shuri's radar, <laughs> that's the end of it. Come on. Watch out. <laughs> Watch the, the hell out. Uh, so but before we jump into more about that, let's talk about some super chats really quick. Uh, Elizabeth Russell says, any recommendations for comics by Roger Stern? <laughs> she said Howard Stern, but she meant Roger. I know. Yes, private parts, the book and the movie. Book read them and both. The movie. Read them together. Watch the movie. Read the book. You I would see not. The differences, you know? <laughs> yeah, I would not recommend that. But as far as recommendations for Roger Stern, I mean, Spider-Man. And there's actually a handy dandy volume called Roger Stern Spider-Man. You could just pick nice. it up. Uh, Roger Stern also wrote, the Avengers for a little while. I believe he's responsible for SNL and the Avengers meeting up. Oh, cool. And uh, Dr. Strange, of course. Like, those are my those are my picks for for Roger Stern. Do you have any favorite like Roger Stern books? Oh, man. I mean, I, th I think you named them all right. There. I mean, I'm sure there's something obvious I'm forgetting. I'm sure oh, no if I, I'm sure if I Googled his rod, I'd be like, oh, how did I forget? Oh, so exactly. So. Uh, Riv Wilson, um, impromptu show hype. Yeah, that's right, man. We're doing a show right yeah. now and it is hype. William Gaza picked up World's Finest off your recommendation, Sal. The Flying Grace issue was great. Thanks, bud. I'm so glad to hear that, man. If you haven't already checked out Batman Superman World's Finest from Mark Wade, and on the uh, on the whole, Dan Mora, but uh, in yeah. this particular issue, it's a, it's a fill-in artist who did a great job. Uh, but that series is, is phenomenal. See, now I feel dumb because I checked out because I'm like, ah, this is all just prelude for Batman versus Robin that's going to be coming soon. Oh. I guess I'll wait for that. And then it's like, oh, wait, it kept going. Oh, and they did a really good story about the circus that feels like something from the Golden Age with it bank really robbers. Does. Ah, shit, I missed out. It really does. It's it's really cool. Uh, Yahin Alam says, if this, if this is a live action project, who are the actors for DC, lol? Because Marvel would be MCU, but DC has TV and movie Superman and three Batmans. I love that question. I think that Joel and I question. have to brainstorm that because we will we will definitely do that. Because uh, yeah. the other thing is like, what do you do, right? What do you do about the uh, about the the DC universe? Like, how do you cross over those universes when you don't have a universe? And yeah, because however it's looking now, it might not look that way in a couple of years. No, no. Uh, in fact, Hog it almost certainly won't. Exactly. Hogshead, I got my, uh, we got MVDC last 15 years. What's in it for M? I mean, the fact is that's why they're thinking about it right for them it's like we don't the reason that they don't do them is because they see them as as promotion and commercials for each yeah. other yeah and that's that's fair but also like 
fuck you. Why are we going to promote our competition? Well, because you're in the same industry, though. You're Coke and Pepsi. Uh, high tide raises all ships. You should be, you know, wanting to maybe give back. And also because it would make people happy. And if people were happy, they'd probably be more interested to buy more of your shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting. Actually, we were talking about this shooting another episode of Back Issues recently. And we were, literally last night we were talking about the idea of um, the Batman Cape Crusader cartoon. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And how that show was fully produced by warner brothers hbo max and whatnot yep. and then hbo max slash warner brothers is like eh we don't at want the, it at the 11th hour we don't want to air it we don't want it and uh and and i'm thinking about you know all the potential bids for the batman the cape crusader because he's it's not like, gonna want it it's the biggest new batman thing from the guys who made batman the animated series more or less one of the most you know classic endearing pop culture renditions of batman of course people are going to be stepping over each other to try and grab it for themselves at least if they if they have any damn sense they will but i would imagine amazon will probably win that bet only because i would hope so because amazon is the amazon's a leader in superhero animation right now they really are everybody has a prime account so it wouldn't uh, you know i don't want like voodoo or something to get it i don't want like a barrier to entry just because i gotta pay for some damn service but with respect to disney plus because i think kevin smith himself was like oh wouldn't it be cool if disney plus got the batman cartoon and well, I was here's like, the funny thing. I was uh, international oh, fans were talking about this. Oh, Hulu. <laughs> if Hulu got it, that means it would air in Canada here, probably because that's the way Hulu shows work here now. Like we got the Tyson show, we got like a bunch of other big, yeah. you know, Hulu things now. And I'm always so freaking surprised when I'm going through that. I'm like, the bear? Seriously, we get that here. All right. Yeah, on Disney Plus. All right. And, and honestly, like that's going to be how it is in the States pretty soon because Hulu will inevitably be integrated. As I understand it, Comcast owns a portion of Hulu, but uh, as part of the acquisition of Hulu, Disney basically is obligated to pay for the rest of it within a span of like a year or two. Like right. eventually Disney has to like pony up the dough and acquire all of Hulu at the end of a certain amount of time. And then at that point, everything will be integrated. Good. Maybe uh, I can finally get my King of the Hill on Disney Plus finally. Yeah, I think we have it. I don't know if that's true. I, haven't, I, don't, I like King of the Hill, but I don't watch it regularly. But my point being, if Disney Plus were to acquire the Batman cartoon, the new Batman cartoon, yes, would that be in any way advantageous? And my thinking is, if it were the Green Lantern CG cartoon, yeah, like if if they not developed that, instead they were developing just the Green Lantern cartoon, yeah, I think Disney Plus would and should stay away from anything like that titans even young justice and the mm. reason for that is because i think it would look bad for disney i think that it would be like what what is disney doing paying for dc stuff when they have an entire toy chest of marvel stuff like yeah, they are, have aren't, a, aren't you an animation house too why are you buying other people's animation exactly like what are you doing like what 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 makes you think that like the young justice or green lantern properties are going to help you like why like is something wrong do you have something like you know it makes people scratch their heads but with you ain't getting the toy sales from it that's for sure sure but like does disney even give a crap about that i, I mean like, know. i know they care about the toy sales but not the toy sales for young justice i mean we know that like they eventually just stopped they they, they canceled the show originally because they weren't selling toys and then the when toys they brought it sell. back they never made more toys or more merchandise anyway so clearly they didn't care either precisely but but batman is an international icon batman is part of pop culture he transcends the comics from which he is sprung unfortunately Indeed. and he's americana 
He's Americana. Batman is James Bond. He's George Washington. Like he is a character that belongs to the culture. And I think as far as Disney, Warner Brothers, Amazon, Apple, anyone's concerned, they'd be lucky to get Batman. We want to own a piece of culture. We own everything else. And Batman rises all ships. Like you said, like Batman is one of those things. Like I, I, I think I've told the story on this show. Certainly I've, I've told it on other shows before but uh there's a story attributed to some editor-in-chief who for marvel who was like when batman 89 came out that actually drove people into comic book stores which mm -hmm. were minted around that time this recently minted around the 80s and when they bought their first their, their one batman comic they left with a stack of marvel comics mm -hmm. like yes, batman, batman gets asses in comic shops indeed and maybe Batman would get asses on Disney Plus. Yeah, a healthy Batman brand is good for everyone. Yeah, and to and I'd love to know if Disney even considered putting in a bid for the Cape Crusader because or did they become self defeatist like we've been saying like well it can't happen they keep telling us it can't happen so we shouldn't even try or were they like maybe it'll reflect negatively on us but like if we know then we get a we get a better idea about whether a Marvel DC anything is on the horizon or mm. at least is in the realm of possibility because if they if, if they're telling themselves no no if they're saying no to batman then mm. they'll say no to literally everything true dc related but if they yeah. if they're considering batman then there's an option because you got to figure there's at least like you know internal discussion going on with them being like would would batman steal focus or if we get them in here with batman would as you say their eyes go to other things that we have and i think they absolutely would i think that batman does have that kind of power and i think that batman would if you said there's a new batman cartoon and it's only on disney plus i think you'd get as many people subscribing to disney plus as you would get for an announcement of not 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 star wars like mm. i don't think you get like the initial rush from like the mandalorian or um obi-wan uh, wandavision yeah but uh the next wave you know like like the uh the, the loki period or mm. the uh, or the falcon winter soldier period like i feel like an announcement not of the boba fett show when boba fett was mm. announced and launched i think you'd get as many subscribers to disney plus for batman as you would for boba fett yeah maybe more because Boba Fett is as much as he is a, a, a sci-fi fantasy icon, uh, not necessarily as recognizable and ubiquitous as Batman. True enough. Uh, but I think Batman would help. Uh, so I, I would like to know if that's true. Uh, Tevia says, uh, would, how would you super sons and Spider-Man movie? Uh, I guess that means how would you make one? And it's like, I don't want to see that. I, I don't see Spider-Man being like a babysitter and, I think mm. that Damien wouldn't let Spider-Man anywhere Probably near not. them in the first place. Uh, John might find Spidey endearing, but even then, yeah, like, the power sets cute. don't really work. Plus, I've seen my Superboy Spider-Man crossover already. And Fair I enough. No, it. Uh, it would give uh, Spider-Man a chance to be pretty self, uh, you know, self-referential. Like, man, they're making these Superboys younger and younger now. Right? Uh, Cat Lawyer will defend for treats. Hope it's more JLA adventure and less Marvel versus DC. Well, honestly, I would love to... I, I, I wish you could have... I wish you could get an idea about what the Marvel versus DC world was like, like when they did that, because the marks from Marvel and DC were apparently they lived in the same building and they hung out and they talked, but like mm -hmm. there was, there was genuine like collaboration. They did trading cards. Like there yeah. was a lot of everything surrounding Marvel versus DC, which was a lousy comic. Uh, <laughs> 
was really cool. The The voting sucked. No one liked it, especially Ron Mars and Peter David. But, I, I like that's something we're not saying to you, where it's like, they could make a great store, quality, whatever. The thing is, they could make it, and it'd be really good for everyone if they did. Oh, yeah, no. The, the, the fact is, what I, what I want out of a Marvel DC crossover, not to get too, too in the weeds about it, is the 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 ripple effect because marvel dc versus marvel the comic book opened the door to getting things like spider-man batman mm-hmm. and uh and, and all those amalgam comics but getting like the other crossovers dark side galactus yeah. superman and the fantastic four like these books superman versus the hulk like you got books that were that were genuine efforts genuine creative efforts that actually came out super uh, silver surfer green lantern like you got books you wanted to see out of the thing that wasn't necessarily very good, but did get everyone's attention. And obviously with, you know, the glut of truly great comic creators, writers and artists our age who grew up on this stuff. I know Chip Zdarsky's got a story to tell. I know, you know, uh, Donnie Cates. Cates. They've got stories to tell. If only you would allow them to tell them. Yeah, James Tynan IV already wrote three of them. It's TMNT Batman. True enough. And everyone loved that. Everybody loved it. They made an animated movie out of that. They made a damn animated movie out of it. And it's actually pretty good. It is. Um, Alex cash you're totally right the sony spidey mcu deal should be the prototype hey wb let feige produce three movies for you and we'll only take half honestly alex like i i i haven't mentioned that out loud too often because (laughs) i don't want to get just attacked by rabid dc fans who don't want to see an mcuification of dc Mm -hmm. but i will say i mean if like oh oh no an mcuification you mean success in movies that people like yeah now and, I, and I, that I, last for longer than five day years and yeah. have a plan oh no what a terrible world that would be yeah and even even in the beginning like i i think what they're concerned about is the hegemony that we eventually saw with marvel where that's like, fair enough and i i don't want that necessarily they should be different enough in tone and theme i get and, it and dc like the thing about the marvel movies is that like those Mar- like Marvel comics is all in one world and they do have one theme and they do have one tone or there are many different nuanced Marvel comics. Yeah. DC is a universe made up of other universes. Like, Absolutely. And it always has been. It's, it's always just always kind of been, been patchwork and putting it together. It's like, the Earth 2 characters live here now because sure, why not? Uh, the Fawcett characters live here too. Milestone, yep, they can come. Why not? The, the reality is Superman and Batman existed in two different universes for a long time mm-hmm. until they didn't. Like that, that even the bedrock of your shared universe is a meteorite made with another meteorite. Like they're all from different places. So DC lends itself to having a nuanced voice and a lot of different feels and, and different tones Indeed. and different ideas. So like I the get infinite it. earths is a concept. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But Feige doesn't need to necessarily make these movies. Like, you know, Feige provided notes and like crit- and critique. Mm-hmm. for sony to make the garfield movies yeah and by the way they didn't listen to any of them no of course not there were a couple of notes they did make but if you if you look it up like you can see feige's notes on like no one cares about peter's parents like you can cut the entire airplane scene like mm-hmm. you don't need any of this like spider-man looks like a monster doing this like you can't have this da, da, da. there's a lot of stuff that like really works if you just ask someone who knows what they're effing doing yeah. to help guide you uh Ray Far Comapop Woo. Uh, thank you very much, Ray. Loved your last episode. And I got to say, Comapop and other YouTubers have let me know about books more than the big two ever have. I hear you, man. I, pre- I appreciate that. We're trying, man, because they're not. Uh, we're just trying to like sell these books because we want, I mean, like selfishly, it'd be nice if like the comic book <laughs> industry were a little bigger. <laughs> uh, 
I, again, yeah, selfishly, even just for us, so we know we can have a job in five day years. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, Starro Pulsaro, I think because of the brand association outside of the comics that Marvel and DC have aggressively pushing, most people, non-comic fans can separate the two. The fact is, most non-comic fans don't know the difference and don't understand the nuance and the and and the yeah. like the, the the quagmire that is with the crossover. So they can be like, I mean, why doesn't why don't they just do that? Like, why isn't Batman in this? Like, I, I mean, I mean, hell, most old people and most young children I have noticed have the exact same school of thought, and it's something that makes a lot of sense. And that's like, well, yeah, obviously, Batman and Spider-Man are friends. They're both good guys. All good guys are friends. There was uh, there was a time I may have told the story before, but uh, I, I used to dress up as superhero characters for birthday parties and uh, for a costume shop. And uh, it was very rare. I only did like once or twice. But like the, <laughs> the first time I did it, I was Batman and I had the full Keaton Batman 89 rubber costume. Nice. And I went to this kid's birthday and I showed up as Batman and, uh, you know, the party like the party stopped and he's like, all right, well, I got to I got to go, everybody. I got to take I got to show Batman my room. So he takes <laughs> Batman his room and he pulls out a like large figure of spider-man in the ben riley suit oh nice and he goes do you know spider-man <laughs> and i'm like of course i know spider-man like i've met him at least twice <laughs> yeah really canonically. But I, yeah but like the kid's a spider-man fan but batman came to his birthday party but like as far as this kid's concerned batman is real yeah and he knows spider-man like it's a beautiful thought in and of itself well yeah all good guys are friends of course they exactly are. absolutely and i think that's a nice message to send out there uh Cladlu Rogo John says, uh, speaking of Roger Stern, would you guys ever do a back issue on the whole Hobgoblin arc to talk about Ooh. its faults and see what the could effect is? Yeah, we will do that eventually. I've almost done it a couple times, but I, I, I would like to be, I'd like to have that like really, really second nature. Uh, Trash Cam, thanks for the late night show, guys. Just finished Immortal Hulk and loved it. Got any recommendations oh, yeah. for other dope Hulk runs I should check out? I mean, people love Greg Pak's run. Uh, I, I would stop after like World War Hulk. But like, if you run, if you read all of Pac's run from like before Planet Hulk to Planet Hulk to World War Hulk, you're good. There was uh, a couple good runs in a row there. Duggan had a really good one. Uh, Wade had a really good one when he was sending him through time and everything. There was like a number of actually really solid Hulk runs back to back that no one gave a shit about until Immortal Hulk. So yeah, go true. just just go a couple runs back, and I think you'll be good. That's true. Not only that, of course, you've got to check out the Peter David run. And I'm very happy to say that they've pretty much done a really good job of making these epic collections that just mm. that encompass the Peter David run. So instead of being like, well, you got to go look for them, you got to go through your back issues and look for like all these Peter David books like, no, go pick up the epic collections if you can get them for cheap and and just read all of Peter David's run. And it's cool to see to see it all in one collective volume because like yeah. it's years of stuff. And you got some really neat art like Mike Deodato Jr.'s art starts yeah. there. And it's like really cool to see it back then. And but, also, uh, if you just yeah. came off a of Mortal Hulk, guess what? A lot of the stuff they reference in that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, they referenced that in Immortal Hulk. Yeah. In some cases, they straight up grabbed the panels and recreated them. It's true. Uh, Mr. Catch, wow, come on YouTube to listen to back issues while I play video games and you're live streaming. What a world. Also, Ezra Miller versus Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Who's going to win that fight? I mean, Renner, they invited back at least one more time. Maybe Miller will have one more time, too. It is hard to tell. I don't know. They aided and abetted Miller, so I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe they've got something going, but... Uh... 
Wow. Everything we learn about that Miller thing is like, how could this keep getting worse every yeah. time? At least they made like a statement and made no apology to the people they hurt. For but like, anything. I, you know, I'm sorry for those I've upset. Not about the people I've choked, assaulted, robbed, potentially kidnapped, yeah. you know, but I'm really working on myself now. Especially because like the Flash movie is literally testing as good as the as the Nolan movies. So they say, but then again, people are like, haven't they always said that? Where it's like, oh, it's as good as dirt. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you guys have said that the last six times. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Jordan, Phil, uh, hi, Sal and Joel. Wouldn't Disney running the DC cartoons and shows be like how they continued Star Wars, the Clone Wars from Cartoon Network? Mm. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that worked out for a while. It did. I mean, the, the rest of them all eventually migrated to their own app for like, you know, Bad Batch and everything else afterwards. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, I mean, there's I, I, like, there. like, I don't know what deals were already in place at the time or they were just like, well, you know, let's not rock the boat. This seems to be doing good here. So we'll keep it here. Absolutely. No. And, and that's the thing is like, if it's copacetic, then just do, just keep it going. If they work out a deal and it's good, like keep it up. Nobody's yeah. going to complain. Honestly, like the Marvel DC crossover movie franchise concept in film uh, is not unlike the MCU itself, given that the MCU is like a concept yeah. and it's made up of a hundred different franchises of their own. Like, yeah, you know, there was going to be a Die Hard 24 crossover <laughs> movie. Like there's a script you can find. It's called Die Hard 24-7. And it was going to be a movie where like, whatever the hell Kiefer Sutherland's character was, because we're going to meet John McClane and they were going to deal with terrorists. And I'm like, they, they were so close. We were going to get a 21 Jump Street Men in Black movie. I know, right? Which one I heard that. I'm like, okay, when you wanted to cross it, you, you meant you wanted Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum to be Men in Black. And you wanted the actors, right? Because they had good chemistry. No, we wanted to cross over the, what? Yeah, we want to make those characters into Men in Black characters. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, oh my God. And they didn't care. Like, they weren't like, Oh, well, what about the canon? You know, like, they, they, whatever. But you mean you wanted how... Lord and Miller to write the new men in black, right? No. Yeah. No. Oh, no, 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 no. And that's what's so fascinating is like they're in as far as Hollywood's concerned, crossing shit over is just like, yeah, all right, whatever. Can't we do it? Can we keep doing it? Yeah, whatever. We do it. We've done it before. And like the MCU is in and of itself. Like the reason why these Hollywood people are like are, are, are like pooping their pants over how amazing the MCU is is because for them, it is kind of hard to do. I mean, like, look at how many Batman movies there were it's with true. no Superman movie. Like, with no Superman. Like, it's still going on. <laughs> there's no reference to Superman until the worst Batman movie. Like, four mm. Batman movies, and he says Superman one time. No crossover. Didn't even occur to them to do it. And they could have done it at any time. But they just, just didn't. Just, just, just didn't. And that's, that, that, like, that's the mentality. So when you saw, like, the Avengers, these people were just like, like they were like Vince McMahon just falling out of his chair. Out of his like, chair. You mean they can all be together at the same time? Yeah, man. Like they have been in the comics since forever. Well, I've never read one of those, but like this is like seeing, you know, the Expendables. Yeah, this is this is the feeling you get when they're all together when you read them funny books. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, like you're already seeing that every time, and these guys like they're getting more comfortable with it. And the fact is, like, you know comic book crossovers are pretty like old hat but yeah. movie crossovers while also ingrained in their dna are still kind of a new concept and indeed and an and exciting for, concept and still exciting exciting 
lucrative concept. Uh, Girk Pactus, is it possible that the adults at Discovery are taking advice from Nathan Felder, uh, Fielder, <laughs> and all their stupid decisions are the just his greatest, greatest comedy scene ever? <laughs> I, I, I just watched the first episode of the rehearsal recently, so I can get that joke. I never watched Nathan for you, though I feel like I should go back because the rehearsal is very funny. Uh, Alex Cash, do you think there is a possibility for a crossover via a third non-superhero property? See, also Fortnite. Honestly, like Fortnite, man, they're doing it. Like the fact is you can get that. Anything goes in Fortnite. Fortnite is like Vegas. Whatever happens in Fortnite stays in Fortnite, man. And Fortnite is one of those things where it's like the money is just too good. I can't I can't resist it. And I guess so. That's the other thing where I'm like, who's really benefiting from the Fortnite deal here? It's already the biggest game and it's working with the biggest movies and franchises. Who's really winning here? I don't even know. I don't know. I think everyone. And I think that's like, yes, that's the template, right? Is like just it. Everyone succeeds like we have this 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 format or this this uh this place we can put our franchises yeah. on and everyone draws from the well as a result and it keeps Fortnite fresh because we get because you never know who's going to show up it's and true. it keeps our brands relevant because you never know who's going to be in it or who's going to be right next to each other like Fortnite when they made the Fortnite Batman comic and they made the yeah. Marvel's Fortnite comic I'm like yep. we're so dangerous we're getting there man and I've always been championing the idea of like in video games that's like the it, it's one of those things like the movie industry where it's like you just you just need a third party to put those together like the Lego Marvel DC crossover should have happened 10 years ago which again yeah wow how crazy and, is that that you got and to now have all of them side by side yeah and now warner's doesn't even have the lego license i so know like, which means they're gonna have to reboot that from scratch now and everyone's like is it gonna be as good now when you have less stuff to play with well and it's less likely that we're gonna see something like that because it's not just already in-house like well yeah. we already own the damn thing and they're they're already paying a licensing fee to make like those those marvel lego games mm. so it's a simple matter of like taking money from disney and then making the damn game now it's like well now everyone has to come to the table we gotta have a third mm. party it's harder to do it's gonna be a roger rabbit situation where it's like well how much time do they get and how many lines do they get to speak versus us <laughs> exactly which like is exhausting but listen if they could do it at uh with, with the fast and the furious they could do it with these games and movies. fair enough and again they did it with roger rabbit back in the day too they worked it out they share screen time it's a great bit <laughs> yeah and and uh, you know I, I was hesitant to mention roger rabbit because Roger Rabbit is such a like it's a perfect film. Mm. It's a perfect storm. Mm. And it took place during a time when there was less horse shit. Like yeah. Hollywood was already like a den of sin and misery and <laughs> corruption and death and and, 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 and a horrible likeness. But at the same time, like there was less like there there was less there was fewer optics. Like no one knew how they brokered those deals. No, now Twitter, everyone talks about it all the time. And they use social media to their advantage. Like they'll leak things to get bargaining chips. And, mm. and it's just back then they also knew each other. And there was, there was le- the, the, the reality is there was less money. Like mm. the fact is they were like, we're going to make a hundred million dollars. It's like, <laughs> oh, now cute. they're like, we got to make a billion dollars every time. And we got to worry about the overseas markets. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, we can't have your universe crossover with ours because your universe might have magic in it. And that'll offend the people China. in this other country. And it's like, how do we sell this to China? <laughs> yeah. How do we sell this to China? It's like, dude, you don't need it. Like, and Roger Rabbit represents a simpler time when they weren't concerned with that kind of shit. They mm. were just like, let's just make this thing and it'll make us. And they, they were, they had laid, 
they had clearer blinders on where they were like, we're all just going to make money, right? Yeah. Like we're just going to make money. They were still concerned with shit. Like they were like, oh, well, Mickey can't be on screen as long mm-hmm. as Roger, as long as bugs, you know, but they still made it happen. Like there was still like a, there was, there were, there was dick measuring, but at least oh, yeah. they, but at least they whipped their dicks out. Like, <laughs> yeah. At least they got to that part. Now everyone's afraid to whip their dicks out. I don't understand it. Uh, Ray Farr says, and maybe the rock will be the one to get everyone together. Come on, everyone. <laughs> I feel like if he does, then everyone will be so intimidated. They'll be like, I don't want to get my dick out now. <laughs> not, not in front of the rock. I don't. <laughs> Ray Farr says, I'm glad you guys are streaming tonight. Cause I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to make the regularly scheduled show. I got a date then. Wish me luck. Hey. Well, good luck to you, Ray. You're going to be fine. Ooh, Just be ooh, yourself ooh. and don't get in your own way. Uh, Yaheen Alam, could you guys see Disney owning DCIP at all with how things are going at Warner Brothers? What do you think? I mean, two weeks ago, I would have said, nah, nah, it's fine. They'll work it out. But they keep fucking up, Sal. <laughs> Every day is something new and horrible and something like, well, I don't work in the industry, but even I know that's a bad idea. Absolutely. Now it's now it's like, okay, maybe this is like some weird backwards corporate rating thing to devalue as many, you know, arms of this company as possible so they can sell it off for scrap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so here's the thing about the 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 Warner's DC thing. When Warner's was uh, being sold to AT&T and mm. there was some there was an antitrust lawsuit yes. that took place and there was some question There's about big that news, yeah. big news. And they were also in debt for billions of dollars. And mm-hmm. like there was some concern about, like, will they sell D.C. to like offset the debt? And it's like, Even well, D.C. Then. just flat out wasn't worth the amount. We find ourselves in a world where Discovery now owns D.C. or D.C. and Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and they are in debt and they're trying to offset their costs, but for a significantly less amount than the billions. Now you can kill a $90 million movie and that somehow will make like, who knows, like $20 million in tax credits. And that's somehow like gonna, gonna help us out. If you're looking to save $20 million in tax credits by killing a $90 million movie, mm-hmm. then you are dangerously close to being able to sell off DC Comics to like Apple, iTunes, Disney for <laughs> whatever, how much it costs. Cause listen, there's already a precedent. Yeah. Marvel is worth $4 billion. Mm-hmm. That's that's the number. And if Marvel's worth $4 billion and I own Batman, yeah. then I must be worth $4 billion and $1 billion Plus Batman. for the rest. No, no, no. $4 billion for Batman and $1 billion for the rest. The rest of it. <laughs> like, I honestly think they'd be like, no, we will sell you DC for $5 billion. That gets you Batman and everybody. Like, because wow. they could be like, no, we'll sell you DC for two billion, but we keep Batman forever. Yes, because that's like, the sweetest plum. It really is. Uh, but like, and somewhere Superman's like, but I predate you. Yeah, whatever, you unsellable Boy Scout. But <laughs> I could be sellable if someone liked me. <laughs> yeah, too bad. You and Mickey Mouse can go sit over there and be oh, that's, irrelevant. That's so sad, but so true. We're pop right? culture icons. Our faces everywhere. We connect generations. Yeah, but no one cares. You're both logos. You're logos <laughs> with personality. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, like that's, but we're in a world where now I think they could sell DC. The question is whether it is an antitrust situation if if Disney owned all the superheroes. And I genuinely don't know. Like, I, and I, when I say that, I don't mean like, I don't understand. And I'm, I'm just, I'm responding to comments that don't exist yet, but they're coming, which yeah, is course. just like, oh, you don't get it. No, neither do you, man, because you're not a fucking antitrust lawyer and you're not an entertainment lawyer. And I know two of them, of each. So, and I'm telling you, I don't know the answer because when it came to comic books, mm-hmm. 
they don't make enough money to warrant an antitrust lawsuit. Yeah. There was an antitrust lawsuit regarding that, and it fucking failed. Yeah, also, even if there was, it's Disney, though. They are historically good at skirting laws. Look at how they kept Mickey Mouse in the public domain for, like, decades longer yeah. than he should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And I don't know what they would do. I don't, And I don't necessarily don't want to see Disney with the DC pantheon because I'm worried about marginalization. I think I've talked about this on another show. And I also don't want it to breed complacency, too, where it's like, oh, well, we own ourselves, we own our competition. I guess we don't need to try now. Yeah. No competition means no trying, but also, like, they're like, well, I mean, we still own Spider-Man, we now own Batman, so, like, those are the two characters. Yeah. Maybe Wonder Woman, because I guess, like, she's the girl, you know? I'm not saying that in my my defense. I'm being a misogynist movie studio. Yeah, a misogynist studio network ad is exactly what they would say. It's like, I I guess Diana's a Disney princess now. She's doing something (laughs) with that probably. (laughs) They would totally do that. Uh, But that's it, right? And they'd be like, well, I mean, and then someone would go, well, how come, oh, what, 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 blue and gold? Like, what the fuck are you saying to me right now? <laughs> yeah, are you, you're speaking gibberish. Get yeah. out of here. Stop you just said a bunch of nonsense, man, because like <laughs> y- we live in a world where we thought we should probably make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but now we own Batman, so we're not going to make anything even close to that. Mm. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was here, blue and gold's down here, and we weren't even, we're not even going to, we're not even going to break ground on this ever again. I was going like, to say, Eternals, boy, that sure was, you know, a gutsy of us to try that as an untested franchise with a cool young director who we basically allowed to do whatever they want do natural lighting yeah no but we own batman now right exactly i mean we're in a world where like they went oh yeah try eternals it's oh this is a really like good movie that's really pretty and well made Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh we own x-men so that's over forever like just x-men it's over forever Mm. like we're not going to be able to develop anything for x-men until like 2025 but still like we own X-Men now, so we don't need any other team anymore. Like, maybe the Avengers, maybe the Fantastic Four, but, like, X-Men is it forever. Uh, critic of Clips, uh, Critics of cri- Critic of Critics, sorry. Mm. Uh, I'd prefer to see Marvel and DC crossover in comics rather than movies. More chance to be creative and avoids most of the ego-driven BS when it comes to movies and movie making. You're I mean, not wrong. You'd sure hope so, but then again, it's not like comic people don't also have their own egos, but then again, the comic industry is a lot smaller and a lot more incestuous, where it's like, well, if it doesn't work out for me here, I'd probably like to go work for the competition, so... Exactly. Now, these guys do have massive egos sometimes, and they and, and then you, like, remember you're working in the comic industry, and it's like, dude, you better check yourself, but, like, you know, you do at least get, like, comics are pure in as much as, like, you know how many, you know many people make this comic book? You got a writer, an artist, an inker, colorist letter you know, editor letterer like it's, it's fewer people you know when you when you make one movie it's, it's thousands of people and it's millions of dollars mm-hmm. and and there are people who like are, are, are like i gave you millions of dollars you better do what i want to do and like mm-hmm. there's people who are there's directors who are like you better do what i want to do because i'm in charge and I and got everyone this has notes everybody's got notes and then there's the board of directors and the studio executives and it's just like ugh. it's a miracle it's like, any movie gets made at all exactly ray far the world needs a dark claw movie ah oh, that's one thing <laughs> i do not need uh Alex Cash, 100% agree on one crossover paves the way for the next. That's why this has to happen, so I can get Spider-Man TMNT while I still walk this earth. Yeah. I, honestly, I'll take that as a comic book. I don't need a movie of any of that, but I do hear what you're talking about. Like, I would love to see Spidey and the TMNT and, and, the, and the Turtles. I've never thought about that, because most people want to see Daredevil and the Turtles. Because they they're so the thematically plot. connected. I saw a picture somebody drew, or maybe like manipulated, but it was an image of Daredevil with the Turtles on a rooftop, and I'm like... Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that too. Actually, I'm like, it works. It works. It works. 
Uh, Saro Pulsara, which character created for TV or movies would you see? Would you like to see incorporated into the main universe for me? It's to be John, Jason Kent from the Superman and Lois. Mm. Uh, I don't have any. There's, there's nobody from TV that I that hasn't already been introduced I, that I would want to. I, I, I mean, Grant Gustin, because he did it for so long. And well, the other actor, no, he means characters. Oh, like, characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, but Grant Gustin, no, just make him flash. End of just story. We're good. Like, I, I mean, the, the show, they got a half order for the show and it's ending around the same time that new movie is supposed to come out, which makes me think. Yeah. And it's it, in the show. They're, like, they're at <laughs> least using that as a threat and a bargaining ship. They're like, yo, Ezra Miller, get your shit together or else. Mm hmm. Cat lawyer, uh, can't they just do a special for kids like cartoon all star PSA? Yeah, and see how people react or Roger Rabbit, but superheroes would they want to recast Steve? Uh, no, uh, I would not want to recast Steve, but you could do something like Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I was gonna say, I like the you know, cartoon all star thing, like it's for it's a charity, it's for the children, it's for charity. For, yeah, it, keep, keep yep. put your egos at the door, it's for the kids. Have you watched it because it sucks? Oh, it's terrible, it's one of the worst. <laughs> it's so fucking bad, but I also kind of love it because oh, it is this weird ass time capsule. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's cool, and I appreciate the spirit of collaboration, and it's garbage. They they sold the shit out of two goddamn Bush Sr. and his wife were at the front. They're like, well, you know, we're gonna watch a special cartoon to keep the kids off drugs right like bush would spend two seconds watching a cartoon with michelangelo in it oh yeah of course not yeah it's like well i haven't watched it but i assume it's good yeah well i pay uh you know well i i, 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 I did so well with my own sons george and jeb as you can tell exactly <laughs> uh jaheen alam uh is Warner brothers gonna go the way of fox because it feels like it i don't see now fox is one of those things where i don't know really the details like i don't i don't remember the details of like how yeah uh, even now it seems like, it's like fox was me. purchased by disney but i don't think fox was like screwed i think disney just wanted fox yeah like they probably could have kept you know chugging. i mean they had stuff in the tank like free yeah. guy they had like a bunch Ray, of stuff like yeah yeah no fox was making things while they were being acquired by disney i feel like fox was you know but that being said if fox was doing very well they probably wouldn't have sold so like and and even then, it was just their entertainment division that got bought. Their news and sports still got to keep doing what it's doing and still exists as an entity onto its own. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I think that Warner Brothers, I mean, eventually, based on the volatility of Warner Brothers and 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 the nature of the personalities we're seeing who are at the helm, yeah. from, from my very ground level opinion, mm -hmm. I, I feel like Warner Brothers won't exist in five years. I think that it will be Not broken the up. they're going. Like, I think it'll be busted up. Like, they'll keep the shield and the logo and the name. Mm. But, like, Warner Brothers, as it exists right now, will be more like the Sega genesis of, of, of our time. Like, it'll I mean, be like... Yeah sega properties like you know like you can license the name and the characters and stuff like that but for the most part like they're not going to be in the business of making movies anymore. i'm i'm shocked that there's not a, i mean i'm sure there is already some chinese investment firm out there leveraging their options and being like so do we want to own warner brothers in a couple right. of years exactly like we have a billion dollars we, we have we, well i think warner brothers is worth like probably 10 20 billion dollars some astronomical amount of money so it'd have to be like ridiculous mm. but uh I, I think it's more likely that Warner Brothers will just be broken up and and sold off to the highest bidder or to the you know to the mid the, the middleest bidder, uh, you know it, you'll which, see like which might be better than cutting it up and sending it to the four winds. Yeah, but I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's just going to bust up Warner Brothers and become it'll just it'll just be farmed out. Like Warner Brothers won't be what it was, and uh, then it'll eventually just stop. 
and, and I mean, you admitted too, it's like, you know, this is just our read on it as like yeah, outsiders yeah. looking in. But when we can see it looks this bad from the outside looking in, imagine how bad it must feel on the inside when these companies go their way to spend so much time and money spinning things and controlling narratives and making sure that it doesn't look like the house is on fire. Really? Because everyone seems to be running out of the house saying that it's yeah. on fire right now, that the emperor has no clothes. Yeah, I see smoke. <laughs> Like, we're all seeing smoke, and it looks real bad. No, that's steam from the steamed hams we're making here mm-hmm. at Warner Brothers. Steamed Discovery. hams. Uh, Nick Bledsoe. Uh, hell yeah, Comic Pop at night. I miss keeping. Miss, I keep missing the live streams due to work hours changing in the West Coast time difference, but I always look forward to catching up after work. Aww. Thanks for all the dope content. Well, thank you, Nick, for being here and, and, and for joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody asked about what happened to the Max series. Uh, if you're talking about the comic, Sam Keith ended it, and much to its detriment, I think, uh, the ending of the Max is supremely disappointing the oh, animated series thing. however uh that you know it cost a lot of money to make and the uh, uh i think that liquid television changed into like a different kind of entity and they weren't interested in pursuing the max any further but mm. if you are looking to get into the max i would watch the cartoon i'd read the first 12 issues of the comic book and then i'd stop the max <laughs> is uh, the best version of the max is the animated series and sam keith is very integrally involved in that show and it is very much just like a motion comic the, some of the best voice acting and in, in, in super yeah, animation is on that good. show uh, I mentioned it only, I know that it's not a super chat, but I, I love the Max, so I'm going to take an opportunity to talk to the Max. But that cartoon is great, and it actually ends better than the comic book ever did. Because, like, the cartoon made no apologies for rapists. Yeah, which, which is, is good. something that the comic book definitely did. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, uh, Girk Pectus, I remember Stephen King asking Rowling to use some of Harry Potter in his book. <laughs> and that was really fun. Even though the book sucked, it should be that easy. Did he? I didn't know that. And, like, well, yeah, it yeah. should be that easy. Because, yeah, it doesn't like isn't the Dark Tower like some big, weird meta thing that puts together all of King's other works. And I guess he tried to get some other characters in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've never read the Dark Tower and I never saw the movie, but that was always the selling point where it's like, hey, but if you keep up with it, though, you find out that the clown and everything else is all connected. Yes, I have read that. Uh, I've read some of uh, the Dark Tower and I'm I, I was very excited about the idea that like the Dark Tower was like the you know, the cartoon all-stars of the Stephen King universe mm-hmm. that like that, that it might be, you know, that the clown might be some like a- emissary of, uh, of, of Randall flag and stuff like, that. I'm like, I love all that. Mm-hmm. I also think it's super nerdy because it's like, these are horror movies. These are horror books. Yes. You know, like Christine should not be like the Royal chariot of Randall flag, mm-hmm. you know, but also when you say that, I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. That's pretty freaking. De- Again, that's the comic fans and us being like, okay, tell me more though yeah. about how this universe is shared. Please, yeah, please. Like, you know, cause I would love to see some characters from, you know, uh, the stand go to Derry, Maine, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. John coffee is there. Oh my God. Meow Nian, if DC is ever sold, what does that mean for the faucet quality and Wildstorm properties? Would they all just be sold off or acquired and collecting dust for eternity? Yeah, they're Honestly, all part of the same catalog. They're all now. part of the same catalog now. They're all they're, they were th- those deals were made. They were purchased. They are they are integrated. I think that like I wonder if uh, because Wildstorm is like the most recent acquisition, mm. uh, if Wildstorm has some kind of clause. But I like you know like like uh, if. If Jim Lee is fired, he gets to take Wildstorm with. Him. Yeah, does he get like a right of first refusal or something? Being right. like, if nothing else, I get to keep what I brought. Exactly. Like I sold Wildstorm in exchange for a position of authority in this company. But if yeah. I no longer have the position of authority, I get to take my nest egg with me. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying. I'm just speculating. Uh, I don't even know if that's even a contract like negotiation thing. But uh, as far as I'm aware, faucet quality, all that stuff, timely, like all. 
not timely, but like you know those care the, the Charlton. All yeah. those, all those are part of DCs. Like they're, they're, they all, those deals were made, and they all know now. Like they're all part of it. Uh, but yeah, you just see them collecting dust because, like, most folks. I mean, like, look at the new guy at Discovery being like, "Okay, it's all in the garbage. We're focusing on Batman, Superman, mm. and Wonder Woman." And I'm like, "Are you?" Like, and also, oh no, I guess that means we'll never see like all the. But we are getting a Black Adam movie with the freaking Justice Society. So, that's but keep in mind that Black Adam movie has been in certain stages of development since 2000. New Line was yeah. working on that, which again you're probably thinking 2000. But uh, the, the Rock was you know friggin' Scorpion King in 2001. Yeah, that's how long he's been connected to the project, which I guess tells us that you know Dwayne Johnson cares about this Black Adam story enough that he stays invested in it so much to the yeah. point when New Line was developing the movie they were like oh well maybe you should be shazam actually because you're big and strong and cool and wouldn't that be funny he's like well i know i'm really more interested in the villain of this star okay cool we'll make it you know shazam black adam and we'll work it out together then in 2017 when jeff johns comes in he's like well actually you could probably get two bites of this same apple so let's split this up yeah yeah it's actually kind of frustrating to hear him talk about like fighting superman when like shazam is his main enemy and shazam works as a movie and there's like actor in the in in, in play for that already like uh, how about like, they fight like I, I don't know how much of a fan dwayne the johnson rock truly is of black adams and comics i'm imagining he read that one or he saw the animated adaptation of superman black adam he's like that's yep. pretty cool i could play that no doubt uh, Ray Farr, you guys uh, think the general population would even realize that there's a Marvel DC crossover, Disney owning DC, uh, and having a monopoly on all media keeps me up at night. I mean, yeah, eventually it's all going to get there anyway. It's, but like, it's also like, you know, a, 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 as much, you know, as we talk about this, where it's like, oh, well, what what do Joe and Jane popcorn think? You know, what do you know, do uh, you know, Uncle Jim and Jan in Wyoming, you know, how yeah. do they feel about this thing? they're not on twitter and they're yeah. not on social media and it doesn't affect their day so it they doesn't. probably won't know I, and it, I genuinely couldn't care couldn't give a fuck about what they think or how they feel or what their situation it, is like they, and also perfect example too about how you know uh, us in the geek press sometimes even we have our own blinders on we were saying forever game of thrones this is a dead fucking brand who the fuck right. cares about this one bad finale ruined this entire series and no one gave a shit no one talked about it on the internet forever yeah uh, uh, House of Dragon episode one and two, biggest premiere they've had, biggest digital. I'm like, well, fuck me then. I guess Joe and Jane Popcorn still care. No, the, the second episode apparently like resulted in actually more views than the first episode. So wow. not only does word of mouth still exist, but also mm. like game, there is still a love of, uh, yeah, a love of, um, you know, of, of, of that franchise. Yeah, I guess they were off just long enough for people to get nostalgic about it again, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I can't explain it. Did, did they just think it was a new show with dragons? Is that what it was? Or did they? Because re- I didn't pay attention to any of the promotion for that. Did they really sell where it's like, no, this is the prequel to Game of Thrones? And that's weird, too. When do people give a shit about prequels? I thought generally the well was poisoned on the idea of prequels. Yeah, I haven't met a prequel I liked. I don't understand. Uh the Powerpuff oh. Girls movie and the Grand Theft Auto games. Those are the yeah, only good right. prequels. Powerpuff Girls movie. Good good pull. Uh, Cladlu Rogojan. Uh, I am still wondering how the heck they are going to explain Blade and Vampires in the MCU. Also, it's PG-13. Why? Most of the audience are adults anyway. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, like, does it really need to be a hardcore R-rated, like, blood fest to see? I mean, like, you, you can get away with a lot of stuff in the PG-13 rating. It's vampires, for God's sake. You cut them in half. You, you cut them down. Yeah. They, they turn into dust. It doesn't yeah. matter. 
how do they explain it? The same way they explain vampires in any other movie. They've always been there. They're here now. That's literally Blade. Like, that's the Blade movie where it's like, yeah. hey, I it's bet a you secret know. society you didn't know about. Yeah, that's literally the Blade franchise. It was its own fl- franchise for a while, and it, it was predicated on the idea that vampires have always been around. I mean, who? it's like Rick saying it, where he's like, uh, oh, who knew but all of humanity for, like, at least 500 <laughs> years? Like, Hey, there was a secret society of immortal Eternals who lived and bummed around the world for a really long time yeah. without getting noticed. Right? Nick Del Tufo, uh, oh, hoy, hoy, uh, Sal and Joel, uh, watching this will make cleaning all at work go by swimmingly. Thanks. Hey, we try. Cleaning. Sorry, man. Uh, Meow Nian, uh, if DC becomes like Sega, what's their Shenmue? Shenmue. I don't know. Shenmue was like their attempt at being like, oh, we're going to you know, really elevate video games. You know, you're going to like actually walk around and interact with people like you would in real life. And, you know, everyone who had a Sega had Shenmue. Ah, and probably they, JSA, like the I JSA guess, movie, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> that'd be my guess. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back to the golden age, maybe, possibly. We don't know. Yeah. That's, that's uh, another thing, too, to bring it back to The Rock. And I've yeah. mentioned this before where it's like, yes, you know, I'm going to be the one to use my charisma and yes. use my carny nature and everything <laughs> to bridge the gap between these two worlds. Because I think it would make a lot of money. And, you know, who doesn't want to make a lot of money and, you know, a lot of good press. But also, as we've said before, I don't know if you can trust The Rock to do this because, again, they might just pay him more money to do another Fast and the Furious. He might decide he wants to run for president, which I am damn certain is why he has that show, The Adventures of Young Rock, that that literally just exists to ingratiate middle America to him and his life story. So they already know it off by heart when he makes his run to be president (laughs) in the next couple of years. I, I didn't know that was an idea. That's yes. ridiculous. He, uh, he's also going to probably have one more WrestleMania under his belt because he's got to fight his cousin Roman Reigns so he can pass the torch fully on to him before he eventually leaves and goes and starts an acting career as well. Huh. Okay. I had no idea. Uh, Dex Baker, Joel, understand this. My fear with Marvel ever owning DC is that it'll be just like WWE buying its competition and then killing the industry for years. That's a very good way to look at it, where it's like, yeah, again, that's the perfect example of it bred complacency. It's like, yeah. well, we killed all our opponents and ate them alive. So, yeah. you know, if yeah. you want to watch wrestling, it's us or nothing. Right. Uh, but I, I just, I'm not advocating for a Marvel DC acquisition. The, the, no, I don't the, think anyone the, is. You know, the headline of this is literally just seeing like them collaborate. And I think would that's, be nice. that's where we are. Uh, Blue Bubba says, uh, this would introduce the biggest character in cinematic history, Access. <laughs> yeah, I think we can go ahead and just forget about Access and not worry about Access's like cinematic debut. Uh, <laughs> although that would be the one role that I'd be like, all right, Shia LaBeouf. You're up, man. You're up. I, I I like what Morrison said to explain it. What's on the other side of the source? Well, oh, the Marvel, Marvel universe. universe. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, Clad Lou Rogojan. Uh, what did you say happens at the end of the max? Nothing good, man. Don't worry Nothing about it. Nothing good. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of just, bad. Yeah, let's just say the bad guy gets a happy ending. But like, yeah. Uh, so we talked about like casting. We should wrap it up. But like, I also want to talk sure. about like the casting situation. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's say that like The Rock uses his powers. Because here's the thing. Let's say The Rock called up Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. And the two of them just said, like, we're going to give respective pressure to each other's like executives. We're just like Robert Downey Jr. goes, I'm only going to come back as Iron Man if if we we do do a Marvel versus DC movie. We do a JLA event. Because I have no more worlds left to conquer. I want to cross this one off my bucket list before I ride off into the sunset. Exactly. I just want to see that. I think that'd be cool. And The Rock is like, and I will push it. Like, and I will push my my desire to see that. I will rock bottom and people's elbow my way through this. And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, So let's say they make that happen. Um, 
what do they what DC universe do they pick to pit against it? And I, think, I like, don't know because it it's really, going to be different. Yeah, because like if the rock plays black adam which of course he would and maybe black yes, adam with a big bad they have to fight or something i don't know but like well it, it, that's another thing with this whole black adam thing in yeah, the rock it's like, where it's, but 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 your whole like image is a good guy image is the thing you're trying very hard to be that guy and i hear tell from other movies you can't be too bad because again you want to preserve your image because you're probably gonna be running for president in a couple years I, for me it's like you're you're so excited about being the black adam you know there's like not a lot of black adam books and no and the dc there's, universe there's more recently now only because you're in the movie have they yeah. tried to catch up but uh, genuinely in the dc universe like nobody cares about black adam and when he, he shows up it's kind of cool because like oh black adam oh there's oh. a good cool guy right exactly unless bendis is writing him and then it's like oh mm. and there's black adam again but yeah. uh yeah man uh i think that the way to do it is not unlike the uh, Ninja Turtles Batman animated series crossover mm. where they just made up their own version. Like, yeah, I think that you need like a Kevin Feige, whoever is there. I can't remember her name and I feel really bad. Hang on MCU casting director. Cause like yeah. that's that person deserves to be uh, named uh, Sarah Finn. There you so go. like what you need, I think if you're going to do that, cause it keeps everything neat and tidy is to get be. like a kevin feige sarah finn like literally all that they're all marvel disney's doing is licensing the dc characters mm. and it's like it, it not unlike the sony marvel situation where it's like we're producing the movie you take the money and we merchandise it yeah so sarah finn casts it uh kevin feige produces it and they go uh these are the marvel versus dc dc characters mm. and make no mistake if ever they're going to cross over if, if, if there's ever going to be another crossover it will be with the marvel versus dc dc characters right and not like whatever warner's D disney or warner's discovery dc wants to make right now that being said you would figure too you know people who have to be there uh the only actor who honestly comes to my mind who would probably have to be there and probably throw their weight around uh margot robbie would have to be involved because she's the only person on the dc side who actually seems super invested to stick around here and hey because of that that's probably the only reason that harley quinn got greenlit for a season four so thank you very much margot robbie we yeah. all owe you a debt of thanks we cannot thank you enough <laughs> i feel like i mean margot robbie is the only reason there was a birds of prey movie yeah uh, unfortunately uh, you know they didn't market it correctly and no. you know we're never gonna get another one but like it, it has its fans it is it's its fine. there's th there's talk that they might be doing a black canary thing and that green yeah, arrow might I be in that don't i mean that was the talk until the new guy came in and now who the fuck knows about anything exactly but uh but yeah i i think that's i th the safest bet is to do like a our own universe like our own multiverse like that like in the marvel multiverse yeah there's a dc universe and, it's and these are the ones there and these are they and i like, like it and if dc wanted to if warner's discovery wanted to we could have a sony situation where we'll produce a kevin feige marvel productions mm. superman movie like like if you want to do that like right here's the world in the d in the marvel multiverse with the, that's basically the dc universe and it has all these characters on it we cast and they all show up mm -hmm. but they're all original and unique and not related to any of them so actually like 
you know, if the rock wants to play black Adam, maybe he's a multiversal black Adam. Maybe he go. plays a different character. He's like, I'm, I just wanted to use my black Adam clout to play anybody. So now I'm somebody else like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but you know, that's what you do. And then it's like, I can imagine that movie makes a gazillion dollars. And then why wouldn't it? And then DC goes, well, this is what, this was way easier than making our own DC. <laughs> yeah. What have we been doing this whole time? Why don't we just let them do it? And then we'll just take the money. Like we, 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 they charge us, like we charge them to, to license our characters. And then we take like 80% of whatever the fuck that movie makes. <laughs> this is are, great. Are you shitting me? Which of course is like a nightmare scenario for like DCEU fans, but like, whatever you, you look, it's over. But, uh, you know, but Warner's Discovery DC, you're welcome to make whatever you want. You can make Joker four. Like nobody cares. Like go go ahead, go nuts. But like, there's no mistaking that these characters, these movies, are being made by these people. I mean, th- and that's very much looking towards the future. But that's that's my solution for the casting. Uh, do you agree, or do you have another idea? Like, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is just such like a tangled web they weave. I'm like, yeah, honestly, I think that's the only way out of it. Make them think that they got the best deal out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Trevingsley helping us out very much. Uh, her thanks a lot, Trevingsley. Meow Nian, off topic, but so with the axing of Warner Brothers animated arm, is Venture Brothers now dead, dead with no chance of a movie? I want to see my boys again. Yeah, probably. Although I mean, if I were Jackson Public and Doc Hammer, I would just take Warner. I would take Venture Brothers someplace else if you could. Like that's what I would work on. I mean, I, mean, I think like we haven't heard anything, but I think the word is that it was going good, and they didn't talk about it getting axed because it's an Adult Swim thing. Is an Adult Swim thing off on its own? It's I don't on its know. own. It's not like yeah, that's TV, and that's not HBO Max. I feel like it, they also probably are in production for it, and a Venture Brothers movie is not the problem like that's no. that is chump change compared to like movie like or or even animated superhero problem. which i think is what might save it to say no we were making this on a tv budget we were making yeah. it just like we were for all the other specials yeah. oh okay we'll f- wrap it up and then it's over uh girk peck does see if you can have access we were talking about access the character but sure access ah. uh, have you seen the have you read the magneto prequel to it it was great unlike access it made red skull terrifying he created a mutant concentration camp yes uh, yes i remember I that read one. it but i do i do remember that happening Yes, I do remember that. I mean, yeah, that whole, uh, what is it, Magneto run was excellent, where Magneto was slightly depowered and he was basically just the Punisher. It was great. Yeah, the Cullen Bunn run. Yeah. Uh, Ray Farr, if they do a crossover, I feel like DC should have a new cast. Returning actors from previous films has gotten annoying, in my opinion, lately. Make new things. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Uh, he also says, for the cat, give pets and <laughs> All right, here you go, buddy. <laughs> Best show ever. Um, as far as uh, that is concerned, um, you know, we talked about casting. Oh, I had a I had a concern. Uh, Clad Lou Rogojan, Peacemaker is the only decent thing coming out of DC at the time. Honestly, do you guys agree? It's great. I like it a yeah. lot. Love Peacemaker to death. And again, it feels like they almost made it by accident where it's like, oh, yeah, we let James Gunn do this when he was having trouble with the other guys. <laughs> he, he made a great movie, which led to a great spinoff. In fact, basically all the TV we make is great at around that time. Stargirl, Doom Patrol. It's all great. Boy, we should have been concentrating on this the whole time, shouldn't we have? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other thing it's, it's a concern I have, and I've mentioned it before. Um, but I think it's worth discussing and that's, um, you know, the, the motivation to do a Marvel DC crossover movie Mm. is to make all the money. Yeah. Like that's the only reason to do it. I mean, like creatively, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. But like genuinely the reason why the rock, anyone would be interested in making this movie is to make it, you know, because probably The Rock has some kind of like I get part of the gross deal. Oh well, yeah, because so, his production company is involved in exactly. freaking that. I mean, I, I, again, hey, I don't know if you saw the end of that Super Pets movie, but literally, it's like, oh my god, The Rock threw his weight around big time here, didn't he? Sure did. Uh, but uh, I think that 
there's only so much money superhero movies co- can cost and make. Mm. And I think like there's a glass ceiling when it comes to superhero movies. Like you you could spend two hundred fifty million dollars to make a superhero movie. Mm. You could spend four hundred fifty million dollars to make the same superhero movie, and it would look pretty much the same. Like at some point, you just reach a critical mass when it comes to making these kinds of movies. Right. The only reason why they cost more is when you get like more personalities and more expensive shit in them, like Endgame. Like why yeah. Endgame's pu- budget was reportedly ridiculous, you know, because it was like Infinity War and Endgame, and you know we had all these actors in it, and because it had to be, and it had to be, but. The only reason why you pay more than $250 million on a movie is to make a billion. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why you pay like $500 million on a big budget action superhero movie is to make $2 billion, Yeah. which is kind of impossible. But if you're making a Marvel versus DC movie where you're going to have the Avengers and the JLA, you got to spend like $2 billion. And honestly, like even if it's a billion dollars, because like, because the thing is, what I'm saying is, I think that a Marvel versus DC movie wouldn't cost more than $250 million. Right. But knowing these properties and these studios and how much money they're already trying to get paid for beforehand, I think they'd be like, we have to spend $600, $800 million. And doing it that way too, you also make yourself a can't miss event for the first time ever, 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 Sunday, Sunday. Right. But the problem is, I don't think there's $2 billion of box office money in the theater. I don't think that like, the money is there. Mm. I, I I don't think that it's possible to make a summer blockbuster or an, a movie event that will make you two or three billion dollars in a movie's run, like run time. I don't know, man. It, it feels like there's no ceiling to some of it. I mean, shit, even something like Top Gun. Or like, how the hell did this make money? Who the hell still gives a shit about Top Gun? Apparently right. everybody. Yeah. but And, you know, Top Gun was expensive and it made the money. It made the number that mm-hmm. the most successful movies of the year make. It didn't yeah. make more money it made the money like it Mm. made the number that they are all chasing but it's not going to make twice that Mm. like there's only so many human beings on the earth who are going to spend the ten dollars twenty dollars to go see this movie suppose so that's where we are i i don't know if the cost is worth it that's that's my suspicion or my concern is that it's like you you spend if you're if your movie costs half a billion dollars you're doing it wrong like a you're doing it wrong and b you're setting yourself up for failure because of course right. the rule of thumb is you got to spend like half that so it's like you got or you got to double that so you have to make a billion to make a profit so you got to right. make 2 billion to make it worth a damn and if your movie's 500 million dollars it's too big it's never going to make that kind of money like marvel versus dc as a movie a concept the only reason to do it is to convince studio executives you're going to make 2 or 3 billion dollars right. and I don't think it's realistic to make that expectation. Yeah. Like it's not really even a conversation. It's just, that's, that's just a a concern I have. That's like being realistic about that kind of thing. Would it be cool? Would it be dope? Would it make a bunch of money? I hope. Yeah. You know, but there's also no, no guarantees, you know, Batman, you know, it would be worth it. Like to buy Batman. He's probably worth as much as Marvel, like to buy Marvel, $4 billion Buy star Wars for, for like $4 billion Buy Batman. Three, four billion dollars. <laughs> like I think Batman's worth three, four billion dollars. And in movie box office, definitely. I mean, no one's gone broke making a Batman movie. But we did BVS and it did make a billion dollars. This is true. In a in a in a time when like Iron Man 3 made a billion dollars. Yeah. Joker, the Batman's worst villain, made a billion dollars. Somehow. 
but Batman with Superman in it didn't. And like, so we don't know how to protect these things. And so you could make like Avengers versus the Justice League. Holy shit. You could make one of those and maybe it would make a billion and a half dollars. But I don't think you're looking at two, three billion dollars. I just don't, I don't think know. so. Gotta 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 find a reason for a lot of people to come back and see it again. Hey, you know what you do? We got a post credit, but it's yeah. a different post credit depending on what theater you're in, <laughs> and you don't know if you got the DC post credit or the Marvel uh, post credit. So you gotta see the movie a couple times. Listen, there was a there was a test that they did for that. It was called the the movie was called Clue, mm. and in the Clue movie, when they released it, there were multiple endings, and it confused the shit out of people. I bet. And it, and it failed. The movie failed <laughs> hard. It's a brilliant movie. If you've never seen Clue, get a couple of friends together and watch fucking Clue. But it failed. It is a box office nightmare. Uh, and they're making another one. And I'm like, yeah, go away. Uh, <laughs> glad you, Lou, says DC always better at TV this in, ever since Smallville. Sure. Uh, Swordfish97, what's your cat's name? His name's Wash, named after Aww. the pilot from, from Firefly. Uh, Rayfar, Mr. Wash, your thoughts? <laughs> He's he's an orange cat he has no thoughts there was a moment there where he was just looking straight down at the camera there looking like he was waiting for his turn to talk I that's know, why i was smiling yeah he's a good yeah he's he's good at that he's he's an orange tabby so he is just a just a paperweight uh <laughs> with with you know with a with a circulatory system but yeah um uh as far as marvel dc is concerned you know if we got those movies if we got a jla avengers movie Maybe then they might be emboldened to make a, a goddamn comic book out of it. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, well, they definitely would because it's like, yeah, synergy, man. This is the only way we do anything now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would hope. Um, I I uh, I wish we could come up with a solution that would like get those publishers to just do those crossovers anyway. That's the we real problem is where it's like, how how do you do it? You know, how do you incentivize them? Yeah, and get it really over is. themselves is what it is. It really is. They're they're commercials for each other. Like they're commercials for each other, and Marvel has their head so far up their ass, they're never gonna work with anybody. Like they genuinely and like I, I remember running into a like marketing guru from the 90s at my at my studio. Uh, he has an office in my building, and we chatted about Marvel for a while because he used to do about a lot of business for Marvel back in the 90s. Oh, damn. Yeah. And he was like and we talked about working with them because he's like, have you thought about getting sponsor sponsorships from Marvel? And I'm like, <laughs> they're not interested. Like, they don't work with us. And he's like, you know, it's funny. 30 years ago, they had the exact same policy. Wow. So they they've not changed in three decades. They don't work with others. Like, they don't work well with others. They don't like reaching across the aisle. Like, it's, it's, it's really hard. The only reason why we got that Marvel versus DC was because of uh the marks mark gruenwald and mark uh so-and-so i don't remember who, the, the marks but it was they both executives at dc and marvel uh had the first name mark and they they worked together and they were friends and they were just like let's make it happen also and our our the other thing is both industries both both publishers were in the toilet and the industry was fucked and they were desperation like, we effing money desperation you know breeds invention breeds good bedfellows and also too hey mark grunwell by all account lovely human being oh yeah no great uh, beloved uh, uh but yeah so um you know in order for marvel to ever consider doing it they'd have to be like it would have to be like we'll let you use batman i mm -hmm. think that's what it is i think it's like batman and a character who's not doing very well, you know, or a character who could use the, the, the injection. Arguably you could still get away with a Batman daredevil crossover because oh, yeah. Batman would help because daredevil sales are not low, but they're not great. 
it also helps that the same man is writing both right now for both of you. So it would be really easy to be like, hey, Chip, you got to do extra this month. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's something where it's like Chip would do it and both those characters. But the thing is, like, why would DC do it when I'm giving you the character that's going to help your book? Yeah. Like, well, then you'd better put Spider-Man on one of my lower selling mm. books. And if that's the case, then you probably get a sequel, another sequel to Spider-Man Superman. Yeah, which is a book I don't want to read, but I will <laughs> if I have to. Like, because honestly, like if you got Peter J. Tomasi to write me a Superman Spider-Man crossover, uh, I'll buy dope. three of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, but you'd have to one to read, one to keep in a bag, one to put up on the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would. Op- I'll, I'll spend the spine for God's sake. I'll read those <laughs> things into oblivion. Like you should see my copy of Spawn Batman or one of them. I have four of them. But uh, listen, I mean, like we're getting a Spawn Batman crossover and. DC's, which is mind-blowing dc's reprinting their their crossover their did, batman did, spawn war devil in november you know in, in preparation for it do you think maybe that'll light the fire if this does good do you think people are like well maybe we should be doing more crossovers the problem is uh spawn batman is a terrible crossover but they're both <laughs> yeah. they're both horrible crossovers like they're terrible and uh so i don't know if that's enough you know, like, I don't know if just the the novelty of seeing those characters cross over uh, is, is enough to inspire the audience to want to. I, I, I mean, Capullo is drawing this new one, isn't he? Yeah, and it looks freaking fire. It's, it's, I don't know if you've seen the, He's been tweeting pictures of it. It's, it's, look, it's looking pretty good. It's it looks really nice. good. And listen, if you ever go back and look at Spawn Batman, like, it's a gorgeous looking book. It's yeah. ugly and cool and ridiculous, but it's also like, it's taught at the top at this game. Um, and if you like Klaus Janssen's works, Batman Spawn, you know, uh, that's there too. Uh, it's so nice to see Capullo get to do this because you know that this is like coming home from his career has officially come full circle from, Completely. you know, cutting his teeth in Spawn to getting really big and famous with that Batman running the new 52 to now getting to draw them coming together. I know, I know. Well, it, what's interesting, if you ever pick up your copy of Spawn Batman, you will see a double page, one image splash that Greg Capullo drew for them Ooh. as a promo piece of Batman and Spawn. It's, it's, it's cool, but like, come on, now you're getting but actually what's interesting is in 2006 they were going to do a greg capullo draw and spawn batman crossover again and then for reasons that are mysteriously not available uh they just they just stopped talking oh. and so now it's happening again but of course we know why because todd is making toys for dc and god really good knows, looking toys they're good yeah uh, god knows you're gonna see because he's doing those two packs hush yeah. and batman and stuff yeah you're gonna see spawn versus batman the nice. two-pack toy like you know that's coming that's why he's doing it hey he's gonna like, get to clean up on that twice hey i made the toy and i made spawn because he wrote it so he's gonna get all the residuals what a, what a really shrewd businessman <laughs> he's a genius you know when it comes to that kind of thing he knows what he's doing but uh yeah man i think before we see a marvel dc comic book crossover we will probably see a video game crossover and or maybe some kind of movie thing i mean shit man nether realm talk about i mean come on you guys make both of the games don't you you've had both marvel and dc characters yeah just make the one make the fighting game it's called dc versus marvel that's the game and and, and just see just 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 use it a proof of concept like that's all you need and the proof of concept is the astronomical sales of all of the dc marvel crossovers yeah. like jla avengers was the number one book of that month that year when it came out like DC vs. Marvel is the number one book of that year. Spawn Batman was the number one book of that year. But like, you know, whatever. But the point is, they both did very well for themselves. We're not even saying they have to be good. I'm not even asking for them to be good. I want them to be good. We just like, want them to exist. The problem is a lot of them do exist. Nowadays, in this in today's world, I want to see them be good because now they can be. 
like now you have these writers who like grew up on these things and have like you know there's so much you could do with them and uh and we're just not you know it's you know because i look at like those both daredevil batman crossovers are horrible mm. like they're just they're just they're just trash and it's like there's no excuse there's no excuse for them to be bad yeah they should be so much better than they are and again i bet trip Zdarsky could write a really good one damn right uh girk pack this no joke i heard the main reasons movie executives make stupid changes to source materials because they want to be at a party and be able to say hey uh i did that ain't i a genius that explains oh, yeah. a lot yeah uh uh, uh, uh that's Hollywood in general, man, right there. People being like, but yeah, but if I don't put my hands on it, though, what am I doing? Uh, I don't remember what, if, what episode of Back Issues we mentioned it on, but Guillermo del Toro has a quote where he's like, they always want to put their dick in it. Yep. That was Sounds about right. Uh, but because John, it's del Toro, I'm sure he said it much more eloquently. <laughs> I think that's the line. Uh, John Madden, a Marvel versus DC movie, but Monkey's Paw, it's Thunderbolts versus Suicide Squad. I'm fine with that. I fucking, yeah, I'm all over that shit. I'll buy that comic. I'll read that. Uh, I'll, I'll watch that movie. You're kidding me. Awesome. Back as Peacemaker for a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, then it would open the door for all kinds of cool shit. Anyway, so uh, there you have it. Let us know in the comments down below if they did, if Marvel could produce one DC movie. What would you like to see? Let us know in the comments down below. Otherwise, we will see you guys next time with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Don't forget, this show is uh, every other week. So next week, no yeah. Elseworlds. But uh, the following week, there will be. And of course, uh, if you want to catch me live, uh, you can see me and Tiffany at ZapCon next week. Uh, that is to say, September 10th on a Saturday in Wayne, New Jersey. Uh, we're going to be doing a panel. We're going to do... Um, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some merch. Nice. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in Wayne, New Jersey at the Wayne PAL. Just go to zap, Z-A-P-P, uh, confam.com and check out the details there. Uh, I should warn you that it is a comic book show and less of a comic con. So like mm -hmm. if you do uh, want to go, adjust your expectations, like, don't fly there. You know, <laughs> if, if you live in Pennsylvania, maybe you want to take the drive. But otherwise, like it's really just going to be like comics and us. And I ain't worth flying to. So just come if you if you can. But otherwise, we get it. Uh, but otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to check out Joel. Link in the Thank description. You. And uh, check out patreon.com slash comic pop. If you want to help us more directly, it does help us out yeah. in a big bad way. And it's been revolutionized. There's a lot more stuff. Check out our fun like Instagram stories-esque thing called Lens. I Ooh. update that lens like every, at least twice a day. Uh, there's, mm. a, there's a lens from me where you get updates about me and, and the channel more specifically. Uh, and there's an exclusive podcast where we get like every other week updates where I tell you like what's going on behind the scenes and there's a transcription. If you don't want to listen to it, that's in the post as well. So you get a whole like blog post or, or, or a podcast for your trouble. So patreon.com slash compop, any links you need description below, check them out. Check out Joel. We'll see you guys next Thank time. You. So long everybody. Thanks a lot.